0: Today is Thursday, January 11th, 2024. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros, Chicago, reportedly at a breaking point amid a massive migrant surge. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe and leave a rating. Email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We'd love to hear from you on this Friday, junior edition of the Quick Start podcast. Joining me as always, getting through that news of the Craig, Trey Gons, Phillips, Billy Hallowell. gentlemen. It's Friday Junior. What's going on?
1: I love, I love a good Friday Junior. Yes, sir. I do. Friday Junior. It's a great day, you
0: know. Yes, it is. Despite it's all like the it's like the
1: appetizer to the weekend.
0: Yeah. Despite all the crazy weather that's going around, likely in your neck of the woods because it's blanketed a lot of the country right now. It's getting crazy. It was a crazy night last night, the other night, with all the wind blowing through. And um, we got rain. We didn't get any snow or anything, but crazy. A lot of power outages and stuff people are are dealing with right now. But we are going to move on. We're going to get to the news of the day here. And coming up on the podcast, Trey, Little Nas X, is this how you say it? I'm not up on my rappers, but we've got some sacrilegious imagery going on here.
1: Yeah. So this is the same rapper who in 2021 sold 666 pairs of what he right. called Satan Shoes, if you remember that. so. Uh, he's back at it again and he's uh, being just as offensive as he was then so
0: we'll get the details there and then on the main thing as i mentioned in chicago they got a big migrant surge going on they're blaming it on texas and governor greg abbott and they of course respond by saying look if you want to be a sanctuary city well maybe you should take some of the migrants and so they're sending them up there but in the middle of all that churches are stepping in because people are still in need regardless of where you fall on that and so Uh, cbn's paul Petit has a story on that in chicago so we'll we'll get the details there and more coming up but first we're gonna get through the news here in 90 seconds all right a genuine spiritual outpouring that began in 2023 is seems to be continuing here at the start of the new year we got tens of thousands of young people are showing their faith in Christ. They're packing out churches, auditoriums, and stadiums across the country. All these different events, as pointed out by evangelist Matt Brown, who's the founder of Think Eternity, he posted on X that well over 100,000 young people gathered to seek God over New Year's, 55,000 at Passion in Atlanta, 10,000 at CrossCon in Kentucky, 7,000 at Crew the National Gathering there, 5,000 the salt conference in Iowa and on and on and on many, many uh, events that he mentions there. And so countless churches are now calling their congregants to fast and pray at the beginning of the year. Very, very cool to see that. You can read more details at cbnnews.com. And millions of Americans in more than 40 states have been feeling the effects of multiple storms slamming the country from coast to coast. The East saw severe thunderstorms. Multiple tornadoes developed in the line of storms from the air in Panama City Beach, Florida. You can see huge damage from the storm. And former Olympic gold medalist Mary Lou Retton is speaking out and says she's blessed to be alive after battling a life-threatening form of pneumonia this past fall. You can read more about that as well over at CBNNews.com guys a lot of cool things happening with these events as Matt Brown was pointing out you know passion happens every year and it's it's a humongous event of course the mainstream media completely ignores this event but you're talking tens of thousands of people usually all very young and they're out here at this christian event to praise god and it's just incredible to see that right like that is a movement when you have this many people going and you know, we saw Asbury in the revival last year and a lot of people seeking out God and, and looking for God and, and calling out to him. And so this is a real thing happening. You're just not going to see it in the mainstream media.
2: Yeah. Well and, and I think we're you know, we're seeing glimmers of this, right? We cover it a lot. Young people who we've traditionally been looking at and saying, Look, they're they're the ones who, you know, all of our negative cultural whims have been, you know, been foisted on them and but yet we're watching these moments happen and we're seeing that young people, very legitimately, large proportions of them, are looking for something greater and they're finding it in droves. And so I, I think we're gonna see more of this in twenty twenty four. And passion's just, you know, it's huge, but it's a blip on the screen, I think of what we are going to see. As culture devolves, we can still see God moving, and that's incredible.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely some truth to that. I think it's cool, too, to see uh, the younger generation. I think so many people are fed up with some of the previous generation seeker-friendly type churches where, are you in church or are you at some sort of concert? You can't really tell. I think people are kind of tired of that and then as culture drifts further and further away from not only drifts further away from faith but becomes increasingly hostile to biblical teaching i think it's drawing just a really stark contrast so it's giving people an easy choice right am i interested in actually following what the bible says or am i interested in all of these empty promises of the world and i think as the world becomes darker the gospel just shines brighter and i think that's that's partly why so many young people Um, are kind of hitting rock bottom and that they're really hopeless and they're left with nowhere to turn but to continue down the path they're going down, which has not been helpful to them, or to turn to faith and to turn to what Scripture says. So uh, it's cool to see things like passion that I think are kind of an arbiter of things to come, hopefully.
0: Yeah, definitely. And look, we've talked about it, but the more and more society continues into a post-truth sort of realm where you're denying basic, objective, obvious truths... People are going to be seeking truth because they, they're going to know. They just know that the six foot ten broad shouldered, uh, hairy chested, you know, quote unquote female wrestler with the Adam's apple is not actually a woman. Right. People can see these things. And so the more they're told obvious lies and told to just believe it, I, I think you're going to see more and more people seeking out truth. And that's where they're going to find God in that pursuit. When you actually start pursuing truth and not just being spoon-fed the things that popular culture and secular culture want you to believe, you are going to land eventually, we pray, uh, in the arms of God. So that's the hope. As, as society continues to get crazier and crazier, let's keep praying that God opens more and more people's eyes to the truth. All right, before we head into the focus story here, I do want to mention our new podcast that we have, newsmakers. and this is a podcast where we're giving you the full length interviews um, of one person every day, one interview that we're doing. You get the full interview. It's a great podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that. Again, they're in the um, the, the link there is in the description of this podcast episode as well as DC debrief, which is a weekly ep- uh, podcast that new episodes drop on Fridays. That's hosted by CBN's John Stolness. And it's a great just non-biased look at what is happening in D.C. So you can get your bearings on all the chaos that's going on up there. He has a lot of great insights and a lot of great guests to talk about just the ins and outs of like how things are working and like what each side and what each party is trying to do um, without all the spins. So it's a really great podcast. So make sure you're checking uh, both of those out. You can subscribe and listen to those uh, in the description. We've got the links Uh, in the description of this podcast episode all right without further ado we're going to move on over to the focus story now and i'm just i've been i'm actually just delaying because i don't want to try to pronounce this rapper's name i mean (laughs) lil i mean it's l-i-l-n-a-s and the letter x i mean i don't know who does this or why they do it but lil nas x so he posted something and he's getting some grief for it what what did he do
1: I think we should have like a little applause line every time whenever we have a weird name to pronounce and we <laughs> pronounce try, it, it yeah. should be like, yeah, a little cheering yeah, a little, clap at the end for well, us like getting that. through pronouncing.
0: Well, and we can so, have a, we, what we can do is yeah, have that sound effect ready and it'll either be like a womp womp, yeah. if you get it wrong <laughs> and then, you know, if, and then you get the applause, if you get it right. I think we need to do that. The, the name pronunciation challenge, future episodes, <laughs> look for it. All right. Perfect. What's, all right, here well, we go. look.
1: Talking about post-truth world, this is like the perfect story. But uh, so he's 24 years old. His real name, by the way, is Montero Hill. Uh, So Lil Nas X is his stage name. He has a new song coming out that's called J Christ. It's not coming out until tomorrow. Um, But uh, he posted a picture well he's posted several things on social media but the first one is the one that has kind of gotten him uh, a lot of criticism it's a picture of him uh, with really no clothing on except for a a cloth uh, over his uh, like genital region whatever and and he He's on this, he's on a crucifix, right? He's on a cross and he's being pulled up. He's being hoisted up by a group of, uh, by a group of people. The song, again, the name is, uh, J. Christ. And he commented on the, the caption of the post on Instagram. He said, my new single is dedicated to the man who had the greatest comeback of all time. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of people are seeing that as of course, mocking Christianity, uh, making fun of, of jesus and and, and of our faith uh rather than it being any anything that's that's good it's something that's that's really critical though he's kind of spinning it as as if i'm not mocking or making fun of anything
0: yeah i mean the greatest comeback i mean come i mean come on i mean it's just it's silly and i have my theories on why he's doing this but how is he responding to how people are reacting to this and what else has he posted
1: yeah, so he's also posted uh, a, a video of himself on his TikTok channel dressed in an outfit that looks like uh, Jesus, uh, and he is eating from a communion plate. But he's not like taking communion; he's just eat, you know drinking the juice and or drinking the wine and uh, and eating the the bread. Uh, so again, another kind of inflammatory, sacrilegious. Uh, type post, but he said on his own social media account, uh, he said that the crazy thing is that nowhere in the picture, talking about the picture of him uh, being hoisted up on a, on a crucifix he said nowhere in the picture is there a mockery of jesus he said jesus jesus's image is used throughout history and people's art all over the world i'm not making fun of that Uh, he said y'all just got to stop trying to gatekeep a religion that was here before any of us were even born Uh, And then actually in November, he kind of teased that these kinds of uh, posts would be coming, that these kinds of songs would be coming. Uh, He said that he was jokingly in his Christian era. uh, That was in a a, a post on X that he published in November of last year.
0: Well, he sounds like a really confused individual (laughs) because he's obviously, for whatever reason, obsessed with doing this, you know, and it's clearly a mockery, right? Like, to, well, to, to, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, I just wanted to add too. I, I think a lot of it is he's a very, it's a, he's a lost person. I think it's easy to see these kinds of posts and get angry as believers. And there is obviously a such thing as, as righteous anger and, and seeing a mockery of our savior and being obviously upset and bothered by that. I think that's fine, but we shouldn't direct that or, or let that turn into to some sort of hatred of of him because there's a lot of spiritual blindness here, right, that, that he's dealing with, uh, a lot of personal issues that he's dealing with. Of course, he shouldn't be posting the things that he's posting, but really these posts should kind of prompt us to pray. I mean, he also jokingly said that he was now going to Liberty University. He posted this acceptance letter uh, claiming that he's going to be studying biblical studies and 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 Christian leadership, which of course is, that's not actually what he's going to be doing, but he's posting all of these things that are making fun of Christians in the lead up to the release of this song.
0: Right. And just being on the cross itself is clearly making a mockery. It just, regardless of whatever he thinks he's doing, that's what it's doing. And so, yeah, I mean, definitely, I mean, just first and foremost, just need to be, the Bible says to pray for our enemies. And so somebody who's, obviously hostile to God, I guess would be counted as an enemy. So we need to pray for him that God softens his heart and opens his eyes. Did, I mean, he mentioned Liberty. Did they respond at all?
1: So Liberty has not responded uh, at all to his acceptance letter, his fake acceptance letter, but uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. actually did respond because it, So it was pretty obvious that it was fake from the beginning because at yeah. the bottom of the acceptance letter, it's signed Jerry Falwell. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Falwell died in 2007. Yeah. Um, and so all of when Jerry Falwell Jr. was president and he hasn't been since 2020, obviously because of everything that went on with him, everything was signed Jerry Falwell Jr. So anyway, it, it's it's not real Uh, but Jerry Falwell Jr. did respond uh, and he said he's aware that the letter was a joke but he said he quote wouldn't have hesitated to sign that letter for you to enroll talking to uh, Lil Nas X he said I would have had no problem with you enrolling when I was still president he said don't believe all the lies that have been told to you the last three years there's no judgment at Liberty University only grace so kind of an interesting response actually from Jerry Jr.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. isn't there? Don't you have to give some sort of faith statement when you go to Liberty, or no? How does that work?
1: Yeah, no, you have to. You have, so you you go through the whole application process, and then you read through what they say about their faith, like tenets of of faith, uh, and you have to sign saying that you agree to those tenets of faith. And then you also, like you said, uh, Dan, have to share kind of your testimony and a little bit of your story uh, and your faith journey as well. So and then yeah, don't you highly you have to, unlikely? Yeah, highly unlikely. And then you don't,
0: uh, don't you have to live by a certain code of ethics on campus? You know. A higher standard yeah. like the christian so I, mean, I don't know that lil nas x uh would be up for that <laughs> he would for that not life. like the um he he's, would not like the rules at liberty he's not all about that life so <laughs> yeah all right well i mean look i am all kidding aside this is obvious it's obviously serious when somebody's mocking our savior like you said and it's sad mostly for him yeah. because he's clearly a lost soul so uh we'll be praying a good for opportunity him. to yeah, pray. definitely definitely no doubt about it all right, we are going to uh, head on over to the main thing now. And Chicago's mayor says the migrant surge in Texas and Governor Greg Abbott's policies have pushed the city to the breaking point. He's asking Congress for help. Abbott and other states on the southern border say if you want to be a sanctuary city, you got to actually take in the migrants. I mean, we're talking about a massive migrant surge happening right now the Border Protection Service, the Border Patrol, they said that more than 300,000 migrants crossed the Mexican border just in December alone, and a lot of them ended up, have ended up in Chicago. But now, in the middle of all that, right, you have this going on, this crisis, this debate, how do we handle it? Um, churches and ministries have become the lifeline for a lot of people because regardless of what you think about them, they're here, and a lot of them are in need. A lot of them are families, and so regardless of that it's still incumbent on Christians to help. And so there are many doing just that. And CBN's Paul Petit has the story for today's main thing.
3: More than 300,000 migrants crossed the U.S.-Mexico border in December, according to data from U.S. Customs and Border Protection. That's the highest monthly total since 2000. And now its effects are being felt here in Chicago, setting this sanctuary city in a scramble to keep up with the influx. Migrants and asylum seekers sit waiting for a hot breakfast and donated clothing at this church on Chicago's west side. It is not unusual for them to get up at 3 30 in the morning to get on the L at four because it might be two hours for them to get here. And at those hours in January, it's usually below freezing. They'll arrive here wearing t shirts and sandals, and we're in Chicago. AREA CATHOLIC CHURCHES, MANY OF THEM PARTNERING WITH THE CITY OF CHICAGO, ARE WORKING TO KEEP UP WITH THE RECENT INFLUX OF MIGRANTS. WE'VE HAD UPWARDS TOWARD 300 PEOPLE COME ON A GIVEN DAY. THE VAST MAJORITY DO COME FROM VENEZUELA, BUT WE ALSO GET PEOPLE COMING FROM ECUADOR AND FROM COLOMBIA. THEY ARE ALSO FLEEING OPPRESSION, A LOT OF THEM ARE FLEEING THE DRUG CARTELS. SAUL IS AN ATTORNEY FROM VENEZUELA. HE SAYS HIS FAMILY LEFT THE COUNTRY OUT OF FEAR OF THE AUTHORITARIAN GOVERNMENT.
1: In Venezuela,
3: I am an attorney, and things were very difficult in Venezuela. I felt that me and my family were at risk of persecution. In the last year and a half, over 26,000 migrants have arrived here. Saul says Chicago's sanctuary city status is the reason he came sometimes they don't have a choice they are just sent on a bus and the bus is headed to a sanctuary city like chicago last month texas sent unannounced busloads of migrants some even on a chartered jet to illinois the city then bust them to its migrant landing zone these unexpected newcomers have chicago mayor brandon johnson fuming at texas governor greg abbott
1: the reckless
3: and quite frankly the unsafe behavior of the governor of Texas has caused a great deal of trepidation, but organizers and volunteers here say they have to set politics aside at a time like this. I've been saying to people, this is not a political issue for us. These are people who are in need and in care, and we're answering the gospel message. Saint Edmunds began its ministry to help the nearby YMCA and Oak Park Police, which operates shelters for the migrants. Now it's an interdenominational effort. It is the most beautiful interfaith effort we have the presbyterians the uh the congregationalists the
2: methodists
3: and here on the northwest side of chicago city line bible church is partnering with world relief chicagoland church leaders say many of their first arrivals have found jobs and moved into apartments some are now serving at the church but a breaking point is on the horizon as more buses arrive from texas Mayor Johnson says his city and 27 shelters are near capacity. In November, Johnson opposed a 60-day limit for migrants to stay at those shelters. Today, many are near that limit. Without significant intervention from the federal government, this mission will not be sustained. In Chicago, Paul Petit, CBN News.
0: All right, Paul, thanks so much for that report there. I mean, it really is interesting, guys. And I wanted to, uh, Trey and Billy, get your opinion on this. What do you think about helping people? Because um, as Christians, we should, but I know this is a highly polarized topic um, with all of these people coming in here illegally or uh, uh, basically taking advantage of the system and you know, see, claiming asylum where a lot of them aren't really doing that. They just know they can kind of at least get in temporarily. And then kind of game the system from there. So what's your guys' kind of take, you know, twenty thousand foot view on this on this issue and what to do?
2: Well, you know, I think we have, there's so many different facets of it, but I do think that we have to pull back as Christians and realize that while not everybody is fleeing as a refugee, there are people who are, you have a category of people who are fleeing. And so we have to have compassion for that and understanding for that. On the flip side, also have compassion and recognize that there are probably victims, you know, there's trafficking, there are all these other horrific things going on, you know, so we have to, if people are coming through, you know, we don't hate people, we treat them with love. Uh, But I think the, biggest piece of this puzzle, that's just natural, obvious what we're supposed to do as, as believers. The biggest piece of the puzzle is that our government is not doing its job to protect its citizens. And it's in particular not doing its job to protect its individual states. You know, putting this problem on the backs of Arizona and Texas for so many years, we clearly have a massive structural problem that is not being yeah. solved, and that needs to be solved. And I think by bussing people and sending them, as cruel as it may seem, it does make us realize this is a national problem. It's not well, just in yeah. Texas. And
0: problem. I think, and and I, one other thing I'll note here is that I think previously people I think were sneaking in more. Like they're still doing that, right? They sneak in, but I think now the word is out: like, hey, just go claim asylum; you'll get processed, and they'll send you about your way and they'll even put you on a plane or a bus and take you to a city maybe that you have a relative at or something like that. And, uh, and so you have that going on now and it's just, it's kind of compounding the issue in a way that visually people are seeing it. So I think, whereas before, when you just put a number out there, you, you didn't really get a sense of what was happening. But when you see these crowds of people now that are waiting to be processed, And the cities that they're sending them to are feeling that. And they're like, wait a minute. And it's like the rhetoric suddenly falls flat when you're just like, we want to be a sanctuary city. And you're up in some safe neck of the woods, way away from the border, thousands of miles from the border. Well, now when you actually have to deal and see what it's like to deal with that many people coming in, I think it makes the problem a little
1: more real. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, too, we have to just realize that we live in a broken, fallen world, and there are going to be broken, fallen solutions, meaning that there's never going to be a perfect answer to these kinds of crises, because as human beings are fallible, we cannot perfectly solve uh, these kinds of situations. I think it's important in our day to day lives, like the three of us and the people listening, like we all have to be compassionate and we have to be graceful and loving to our neighbor and sometimes that neighbor is going to include an immigrant who came in here illegally and sometimes it's going to include somebody who came here legally. Uh, but that shouldn't you know whether they're here illegally or legally shouldn't uh, impact the the way that we treat them we we treat people with kindness regardless because that's what christ tells us to do but at the same time to your point billy i think the government has a job to do, right? They have a constitutional job to protect uh, the continental United States of America, to protect our border uh, and to keep us safe uh, and also, you know, to welcome people in legally and to go through that asylum seeking refugee process if that's what needs to be done. Uh, but we have a process in place. It's just not being used and there needs to be reform done. So I think we can do both. We can hold the yeah. government accountable for it they're not doing and also treat people in our day to day interactions with love and grace and compassion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's not a zero sum game, right? Like you can be kind to people, but then still say, hey, government, we've got to do our job and not let this many people get right. in here. And It's both of those things can exist at the same time. All right. Well, that's going to leave us on this Friday, junior edition of the quick start podcast with time for one last thing.
2: I'm going to go back to a verse. We have shared this verse many times before, but today I think with Little Nas X, we've, we've got to share it again. <laughs> Proverbs 9:10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And, you know, when we don't have reverence for God, it leads us down very dangerous paths. And I, and I think it's not just Little Nas X, it's a lot of people. It can happen to any of us when we just are so obsessed with ourselves that we go to that length to praise ourselves almost
0: yeah and there's just this level of like knowledge there's a difference difference between knowledge and wisdom and when you see the definition of wisdom here the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom we can get so caught up with other kinds of knowledge that makes that makes we think makes us smarter or wiser but really that's where it all begins and uh it's just it's a great foundational reminder
1: yeah, it's a good reminder to me, too, that whenever we feel like God is distant, it's not its not God who's moved. We're the ones who have moved <laughs> yeah. away. So if we're in need of wisdom for whatever life is throwing at us, uh, the best place to go is back to the source of wisdom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All
1: right. Great
0: thought to leave it with here on this Friday Junior Edition of the Pod. As always, get on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to Newsmakers and also to DC Debrief, both links in the description of this episode. All right, Lord willing, and that creek don't rise on us, we
1: shall return tomorrow with more. God bless. See you then.